0: Okay, we are live. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala Rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala barakatuh to all our viewers, friends, students, listeners. Uh, we're here for another Roots conversation, uh, another podcast, another discussion uh, with our esteemed guest, Sheikh Rahim, or as he's known, Stephen McCarthy. Hafizallah ta'ala wa nafabihi. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. And Sheikh Abdurrahim McCarthy, I'm. Um, very proud to have said to say is a teacher of mine for many many years and i often say to people anything good they see in me is a fruit from the tree of Sheikh abdul rahim so i'm uh, i'm very blessed to have him with us today and uh, for him to share with us something that i think personally uh, he is uniquely positioned to advise on and to discuss um and that is as we see in the title uh, the idea of finding balance and the reason i chose this subject and reason i chose sheikh Abdurrahim specifically is that when i was when i was in school and sheikh rahim was a uh, our islamic studies teacher in high school um one of the most surprising things for anybody who doesn't know him is that in the daytime at school we would find him in his thobe and in his with his hat and his big beard and teaching us about islam and then when it came to 3pm he would take off his his thobe to f- you'd find a uh, basketball shorts covering his aura of course uh basketball jersey on top and we would go and shoot some hoops and uh, to see that somebody who could balance uh the seriousness of Dean with recreation and entertainment and somebody who's always big on exercise in health and sport uh and mma and and you know other things that she is interested in and o- finding that balance is not very often that we see it it's usually somebody's either goes overboard in one way and and neglects you know another aspect of life so that's why i chose this subject but obviously we're going to discuss a number of things uh and to start with uh i wanted to discuss uh Sheikh abdul origin story so how he came to islam in you know in brief detail um how he came to be where he is in turkey where which countries he's lived in um and and um and kind of the, any experiences, you know, Sheikh Abdul Rahim wishes to, to share. So, with that, I, I leave it
1: to you, Sheikh Abdul Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Uh, thank you for having me. I think a lot of people don't know the connection honey, between me and you, uh, how, how long it actually goes back, subhanAllah. And even, you know, mashallah, I mentioned, you know, creating the balance. I mentioned you uh, and your family, mashallah, may Allah bless you all in, in several of my lectures. Uh, alhamdulillah. And I mentioned, Allahumbarak, how you excelled in the, you know, the IGCSEs and, and getting all A stars except for one, right? Yes. You got one like that. <laughs> Good <laughs> and, uh, and, and even with that, Michelle, you were very active in the da'wah and you would come with us on the weekends and you would give talks on um and in khutbas and reminders and all of that, mashallah. And at the same time, you know, you were with us in the sports and I remember you were big into cricket and into all of this and basketball with us. Alhamdulillah. So I gave the example uh, and to the people about the, the, you know, the possibility of creating balance. Many people think it's not possible inshallah we'll get deeper than that inshallah in the mm. uh, the lecture or for as the, as the the talk as it goes a bit on inshallah ta'ala. and when it comes to my the origin of my story i was born and raised in in america as a um uh, as a non-muslim obviously and in 1994 or 1993 was the first time that i actually heard about islam um not heard about islam but read about islam i heard about islam you know I read about the story of Malcolm X, and uh, you know I saw his movie, and what have you. So I'd al- always been intrigued by that. So Alhamdulillah, um, I wanted to know, and he I had I had in the back of my mind to know more about Islam. And one of my friends, his father was a Muslim, and you know he, he taught, uh, or I asked him some questions about Islam, and he taught me the basic, you know, basic fundamentals of Islam, what Islam is, what Islam really is, and what it isn't. Uh, there was a lot of misconceptions, obviously, during that time uh, when it came to the issue of nation of Islam and. Uh, the issue of Islam being for you know for black people. This was the misconception that was being spread. You know that was before, uh, you know they made us into terrorists. You know it, it, it was um, then the the thing they were spreading on the media was you know Islam is you know the black man the reason for the black man and and the white man is the devil and this 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 nonsense that the Nation of Islam spreads. He himself was was a black brother and he explained to me this was this total nonsense had nothing to do with Islam. He taught me about Islam, the basics, and I took some books from him, and I didn't read the books. Uh, during that time. But I did always tell, you know, I mean, probably you remember these stories as well, Hisham, is that I told, you know, I tell many of my my students all the time is that the difference, you know, between uh, one of the main differences anyway between our generation and, and, the you know, the generation that's coming up now is that even though I was a bit of, you know, I was a knucklehead or into the gangster lifestyle and all this and getting in trouble and, you know, what have you, I was still, uh, we read. You know, we we actually took out the time to read, and you know, every, every now and then we 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 realized the importance of reading. So we we would do that. Um, there were certain things, you know, you, you would read it taught you certain books that they would read in prison. You would read outside, you know, the Art of War, Machiavelli, all, you know, mm-hmm. all of these type of books. And it, at least we were reading, though, that's the point. You know, where nowadays people, you know, it's like they have an allergy to to reading. Even sometimes, if you recall, uh, some of the students who we taught in the school, I remember some of them they would read. Um, who, who are they, they? Some of them who were in school with you, your colleagues from like KG. Mm. They're Arab brothers originally, you know, but their Arabic reading was not proper, and their English yeah. was not proper. So I was like, what, I was like, what have you guys been doing for eleven years? <laughs> and I said, if you guys apply and in the future, what language do you speak? I said, you have to be honest and say none. I don't speak any languages. And was like, <laughs> As you can, I'm not well based. But that goes back. A lot of it goes back to not reading. You you learn a language, you know how to write, but if you don't read, you don't practice reading then Allah mustang, you're not going to be able to read when, when the time comes. So I think that's what happened to uh, a lot of people is they just, they don't read That's the problem. You know? And, and I'm So I used to read, so it wasn't something like alien to me. Right. Mm-hmm. So Alhamdulillah um, after about two months, I had gotten to you know, a car accident. I didn't have you know the access to go out where I used to go. And I just, I was in my, my, my grandparents' house. I was bored. I'm giving you obviously the story just very briefly. Sure. Uh, you can go back inshallah to, to on YouTube to see it in detail. Anybody mm-hmm. will see it in detail um but then alhamdulillah i read the books about islam and there was four main things that really stuck out to me the, you know the first one was the issue of toheed islamic monotheism and i always say when we give lectures about dawah this is the the difference between us and 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 them it was the muslim and the non-muslim we always want to focus on the miracles of this the miracles of that you know how great this is how great that is but the reality is is that uh subhanallah the real you know uh <clears throat> The, 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 the foundation is what, the, what shows the beauty of Islam, which is the oneness, the monotheism, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the first thing that had a huge impact on me, especially coming from a Christian background. So alhamdulillah, I read about this. And also one of the issues was the issue of the preparation for the prayer and how a Muslim, when he would prepare for the prayer, he would isolate himself from the eyes of others. Hmm. And also that he would sit down in, in order for the impurities not to get on his clothes on his clothes. And for me, I said, subhanAllah, this had a big impact on me because even before Islam, I just didn't feel it was natural to to stand next to another man and to, you know, that you're you're, you're (laughs) relieving yourself next to someone else. And he's talking, you know, oh, did you see the game last night? I was like, well, bro, it's not the time for the game last night. This is, you know, I'm concentrating here, right? So I just just didn't feel that was natural, right? And then, so I thought Muslims don't do that. And then also the issue of sitting down. I remember one time, even before I was Muslim, I sat down it's like all these years we've been standing, you know, and it's, it's 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 so much easier and convenient to sit down, right? So I found the Muslims did that; it made sense to me. So Alhamdulillah, um, that was, that was the second thing that impacted me. The third thing was the issue of you know just the system of life in Islam. You know, mm-hmm. the halal is clear, the haram is clear, the five pillars. That had a really big impact on me because that's one of the things I was missing in life was the uh, you know that that system. I, I had no system in my life during that time. So Alhamdulillah. Uh, that was, and then the fourth thing was the 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 justness of Islam, where it said at the end of the book that it's not enough just it's not enough just to believe, but you have to act upon your belief. So mm-hmm. alhamdulillah, um, you know, they said you can even go to the hellfire as a Muslim if you don't act upon your belief. Whereas we believe in Christianity, as long as you believe that you're saved, you know, you're going to you're go, you're, you're going to paradise. So alhamdulillah, that had a big impact on those four things, and right mm-hmm. after that, I accepted Islam at the age of eighteen. And then i moved on after that you know to, to study and start you know uh, uh, about six months after i accepted islam i, mean, I started right away alhamdulillah seeking knowledge actually uh, i was really i was intrigued by by knowledge especially the knowledge of the sunnah i really loved the i lo- loved the sunnah and i started to um you know study as much as i could I-, I could in america um i remember we had you know some a famous sheikh there was a qari he taught me the basics alibata and just the basic surahs I learned as much as I could reading from the Sunnah. I always had my highlighter in my books, you know, highlighting everything I could that was from the Sunnah. And I would I would act upon that, and Alhamdulillah I tried to implement it in my life. Mm. Uh, so Alhamdulillah, um, that, that was the beginning, and then obviously I went overseas after that to seek knowledge. Alhamdulillah. And when we're talking about as we're talking about that, um,
0: I think part of that story is important uh, for people to know that you know you've lived in Sudan, Medina, the UAE, Ireland, Turkey, Ireland. the US. Turkey Qatar US Qatar as well yeah yeah alhamdulillah so yeah, I've, I've, I've been around and that's um, just in the last 7 years i mean uh, most of like i'm talking about qatar ireland turkey that's just the last 6 7 years right
1: that's correct yes that's correct that's yeah. i i spent 11 years in, in, in saudi after i became um mm-hmm. after i became after i became muslim yeah. I, I went to sudan first i was there for about a year and then i went to saudi and I stayed there for about a year and three months. and I left and came back as a student in Medina. So I stayed 10 years in Medina. So I was there for more than 11 years, alhamdulillah, all together in Saudi Arabia studying, alhamdulillah. Mm.
0: alhamdulillah. And uh, w- one of the things is in, in all of this time, your priorities would constantly change, right? So, you know, a single student of knowledge is different than somebody who's married, who has, you know, many children. And then you are working and then you were doing dawah plus work plus when. All of this tends to happen when our lives can tend to get crowded with so many priorities. This is when kind of the, the balance is, is what we need to seek. And that's kind of the natural segue into uh, in our second topic, which is finding balance. You know, how can we really find balance? I, I live in the UK and many, many of our listeners are in the UK uh, and many are from other parts of the world. I mean, even yesterday, uh, subhanAllah, we got a message from someone who's listening from the Philippines right. um, and Generally speaking, the, the, the modern world that we live in, there is a lot of uh, chaos. Life is very busy, especially for parents, people who are working. Uh, getting our salah in in between meetings or in between, you know, changing nappies, uh, et cetera, et cetera, is, is very difficult for so many people. Uh, so, you know, what can you enlighten us with from the sunnah of the beloved, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about how can we find balance? How can we, you know, set our priorities right? And is it even possible? And that's the question you mentioned as well.
1: Alhamdulillah. You know, I think it, it, it's it's very interesting that you mentioned the, our beloved Prophet sallallahu wasallam, because here's was someone. If you look back at the book that Michael Hart did, the most influential, hundred most influential any uh, men in history, obviously he he was right there at the top, alayhi salatu wasallam, as number one, because no one has been able to accomplish more, and and we're talking about in a short period of time, in only twenty three years. If you look at it, at his seer, alayhi salatu wasallam, who when he was the you know the spiritual leader, the Imam, um. And and that in itself is is, is a is a full time job, you know. But at the same time, he was the commander of the army. He was that you know the the, the the head judge, the the counselor, you know that everyone would come to. Even they said the, the little uh, the little girl would come with her problem, and she would take him by his hand, alayhi salatu wasalam, and and walk with him uh, in the streets of Medina, explaining her problems, and he was listening to her, alayhi salatu wasalam, even though he was h- how busy he was, alayhi salatu wasalam subhanallah, and. Um, uh, at the same time, he was the, a loving and devoted father and husband at the same time. And someone who used to stand with half the night in prayer, praying, alayhi salatu wasalam, to his feet would become swollen. So if you look at the, the, one of the, the key things we gain from that is that definitely it's possible. But how do you do it? This is this is, this is the issue, is that many people, we don't have our priorities any straight. Many of us and live a, a chaotic and confused life. Um, and, and that's why we don't find the time. And if, if you look at a lot, I, I mean, I looked for myself. Um, I just wasn't finding enough time. I think most of us were trying to probably do too much. And I think I'm still guilty of that, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but when you don't have your priorities straight, this is what happens is that you, you fall into these problems where you don't, um, uh, you know, you can't get things done or you get, you know, uh, half of this done, half of that done. You're not really excelling in, 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 in anything because you're all over the place. So and I, a lot of that just goes back as to looking where where is your time going, and I found that a lot of my 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 time was when I would take some free time. I would take a break. You know, I like basketball and and and, and you know MMA as well. So I would find myself. I don't really watch games to be honest with you. I'm, I very rarely watch a game. Uh, even like the UFC events, it has to be something really spectacular for me to watch. You know, like the last one I didn't watch, even though so I, the main event was good. But the one before I did, I'll I, be honest. But, I, I, but most so I, I, I don't do it too much. That's the thing. Um, when it comes like to American football, I, I might watch some highlights every now and then. I did watch the Super Bowl, obviously with Tom Brady and this and history. I, I was very intrigued by that. Uh, I was watching it. My father was watching it at the same time. We're, we're texting back and forth to each other as we're watching it, which is kind of cool. And it was 2.30 a.m. It started here, subhanAllah. So alhamdulillah, this, this is um, something, but I don't do it a lot. A lot of times you'll find people who are into sports and watch a lot of sports that that's where the time is going so myself when it came to watching the the basketball highlights i used to watch like the you know the longer version you know it'd be like a a nine minute highlight uh, of the game uh now there's shorter ones there the nba.com uh, made short ones now like two minutes so we watched some of the longer ones on some other other channels like nine minutes and then you watch this one you watch that one this one and you'll find that maybe now at uh, 45 minutes to an hour of your day has gone so mm-hmm. you, you have you have to you have to prioritize and what it is that you want to do. I was speaking recently to some um, brothers who are into these, you know, the new Turkish films, Orturul and, and Uthman and this. And I said to them, did you know that the amount of time you spent to, the hours you spent to watch Orturul that this is something that you could have uh, accomplished, a bachelor's of art, and maybe even a second bachelor <laughs> of art in the same amount of time. That's the amount of time that you put into uh, that because if, if you if you do it and i'm I'm, I'm gonna get my calculator because i'm not the best at math um <laughs> but if, if you were to say each episode is two hours and 15 minutes so h- how many how many minutes is that that's going to be a uh, hundred what 35 minutes r- roughly right yes and i think it was like 149 episodes so it's going to come up to the hours and he, you hit 20 hours and 115 this is this is the the hours that we have so yeah. we, we now do we, what do you do Hisham? you're the math dude divided by 50 to <laughs> give the amount of hours that's right so the, look, look at the hours that you're going to spend now these are these yeah. amount of hours that you spent in it's, it's, a, it's a crazy amount of hours that people have spent and there could have been some positive things in the series right but this is the uh the, the reality uh over 300 something hours it's crazy the amount of hours that we would have spent on um on watching something like that um like a i mean no doubt it's, it's beneficial more beneficial than watching like a, a hollywood or bollywood film and that's maybe something else we could discuss later. But mm-hmm. the point is, is that is this where my priorities it, are? You know, and, and and the sad thing is that most people who watch the whole film they don't they, they don't even speak Turkish at the end. You know, it's like you should have at least you know finished the, this entire series to be able to speak Turkish, man. After all these hours, right? But all <laughs> they can say is is Kardash and Eyolay and it's some, <laughs> some basic words, right? I love that. So this is you, you, a lot of times you'll find when you look into creating the balance. It's you'll see that your your time is going somewhere. Even I think it, I think it's brilliant that the apps they have on the phone that shows you like the screen time, how much mm. of, of time you're actually using on the screen. As you're, I think that has, that that's something also very very brilliant that uh, you can see how many hours a day, how many hours a week that you're the that you're spending on on, on the phone. And you'll find that the majority of your time, that's where it's going. It's going to these um, it's going to these 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 these, these events. It's going to you. Uh, wasting your time on this and on that, so you, th- that's one of the key things. If you're going to be balanced and you're going to benefit, you have to see where you're wasting your time. Okay, mm. there might there's other things that you're going to do that take time, but it gives you time elsewhere. And I, and I'll give you several examples for that. When it comes to exercising, okay, it it takes from your time, but exercising it's making your body stronger, and your your body stronger also your mind stronger, and your focus is going to be better. It's not a coincidence that. You know, the, the the main ceos and, and and heads of many companies and professionals when they have their power morning they break it down into you know three different things basically they focus on most of them which is having some spiritual time which we have obviously with the with, with the, the quran with quran al-fajr and salat al-fajr and then you they also have their you know exercise routine in the morning and then like a, a healthy breakfast they, they all, all of them basically mention these 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 three things so subhanallah. That when when you have this is and you you take out the time to exercise, it's going to help your body stay stronger, help your mind stay more focused. So here you're putting time in to benefit and and and, and time and other, other and other things as well. Um, also in, in, in many examples, if you look into the sunnah, a, a lot of, another thing that I mentioned in one of my videos recently, before I mentioned the, the example from the sunnah, um, the issue of the uh, the amount of time you put into things that you don't really need to be doing. There there, there could be some things where you could get a third party, or get someone to do it for you. It depends on how much money you have, and things like that, and what you're doing, and what your lifestyle is like. But there's certain things where you can actually pay sometimes to get things done, but it saves you time. So there's a, a lot of people will refuse to do that. You know they'll do a job. And I don't know if you saw the video or not. I was moving my books to my office, so I decided to do move them myself. Now I could have paid uh, probably like twenty dollars for someone to do it for me, which would have saved me two and a half hours. Which I which I normally would do. I'm not. I didn't do it for the money. I did it for the exercise because the type of lifting that I was doing uh, was a, something you wouldn't get in the gym. So I just wanted to do something different and you know, I walk up, you know, two, three flights of stairs, you know, carrying these big boxes of books and thought that was pretty natural exercise. Yeah. Natural, pretty manly. And I said, let's go for it. You know? So that's why I did it. Otherwise it, something like that, I definitely would have paid 20, 30, 40, $50 to, do, to, to, to get someone to do it for me and, and saved two and a half, three hours of my life. You know. So that's, and a lot of people also, when it comes to this, then we'll prioritize it. I can spend some money, but I, I gain some time. So that's mm-hmm. gonna that's gonna benefit me. So this is this is this is an, another example. When you look into the Sunnah, something very interesting that this actually, and because you, you need to see where are the main you know sections or spheres that I need to actually be focusing on as a Muslim. The Prophet والسلام, he mentioned and there's there's uh, there's there's two hadith, uh, but the the main one when it comes to breaking it down into three categories the hadith of Salman and Abu Darda anhu. And there's many reflections that we can gain from this hadith. First of all, he walked into the house of Abu Darda, and he saw that Um Darda, that she wasn't, you know, taking care of herself, meaning that she wasn't, you know, beautifying herself in her and her dress and you no, know, perhaps whatever they would use from types of makeup or things like we would have nowadays to make it clear to the to 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 the, to the brothers and sisters of what it means. You know, you, 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 there's a certain way that a husband or that a wife usually looks for husband and obviously the husband also should have a certain way he looks for his wife as well so the point is is that he noticed that she wasn't really taking care of herself she wasn't focusing on those things that most women focus on for their husbands and how she was looking and beautifying herself so she said to him and he and he asked her why why is this your situation she said you know your your brother yeah Abu Dar-da, he's not interested in the, in, in the dunya. he's not interested in women because he's so devoted to his ibadah he's focusing on his ibadah so he gave a beautiful example of how to fix this problem and how to create a balance. So first thing is he said, when he when he requested she made some food for them, he said, Eat with me. And he said, No. And he said, I'm fasting. And he said, I won't eat until you eat. He said, You have to eat. You know, he forced him now to eat because even from the sunnah, when you have a guest and to break your fast is something that are considered to be better, uh, according to the teachings of the Sunnah, that you break your fast to eat with your some of the voluntary fast, obviously, not Ramadan, the voluntary fast. That you, are, you, you break your fast to eat with your with, with your guest, inshallah. So he, he forced him to do that, where he had to eat with him. So he he broke his fast and he ate with him. Then when it came time to to to, to, to 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 sleep at night, he wanted to get up and pray right away. He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to pray. And he said, no. He said, you sleep and then we'll get up and we'll pray together. A little bit later, he wakes up again. Where are you going? He said, I'm going to go pray. He said, no, wait, not time, but we'll get up and pray. And he told him this another time as well until they got up and they prayed the remainder of the night. After this, he taught him, he taught him a very valuable lesson. And this is what we all need to understand. He said to him, يني, حق, that your rub, your Lord has a right upon you. حق, that you have a right upon yourself. حق, and your family has a right upon you. حق so give each one their due right, subhanAllah. He said. I won't. He listened to what he said, but he said, I'm going to go ask the Prophet about what you said. So he went to the Prophet and he asked him, You know, tell us, you know, this is what Salman said. And he said, Sadaqa Salman, that Salman has spoken the truth. So, SubhanAllah, if you look as a Muslim, this is where I need to be balancing all of my affairs. I have my ibadah, my worship, and the the things I'm doing for Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. From that is going to come, you know, Talib al-Ilm as well. Even for yourself, Talib al-Ilm seeking knowledge falls into that as well. And you know, if I'm if I'm doing things for charity, uh, some counseling, Mashallah, may Allah bless you, that you're doing with some university students, all of that falls in to the khidma And we're saying we're doing for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We're doing things for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and then for ourselves. And for ourselves, what wh- what does that mean? That means that we have to take care of ourselves when it comes to our mind, when it comes to our bodies, when it comes to our souls. And obviously, the soul part is going to be taken care of when it comes to the the ibadah, Inshallah, Taala. And then you have to better yourself in your mind. You have to you have to read. You have to uh, you know uh, learn new things. You have to educate yourself. You have to you know constantly make yourself try to make yourself better. You have to take care of yourself. When it comes to what you eat, you know not overeating, following the sunnah, making sure that you're exercising, you're in good health. There's there's no need for someone to you know we we talk about you you're getting old. It's not really the case. I and mean, age is just a number. You're, you, we, we've seen some some examples. And I just mentioned now, for example, Tom Brady, uh, forty-three years old, best quarterback in NFL history. And the viewers in the UK have no idea what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> but this, this is American football. But I mean, forty-three years old to be at that level, to win his seventh, you know, Super Bowl, you know, seventh championship. And he, how was that been? It goes back to what his dedication to his diet and to, and to exercising and taking you know care of himself. He went to extremes in doing it, but look, his body lasted. So if you do that, you're, you're also if we do the same thing. Our bodies are gonna are gonna last and be able to take care of us as well. But when we don't take care of our body, what happens at the age of forty? People start to go down. You have forty years old now who who, who you know always you know back pain and this and you know big guts and you know on medication can't really move properly. That, that's not supposed to happen. Even be you know in in, in their sixties, the the sahaba, the Prophet they're all they were on battlefield in the battlefields and in in, in in full armor, you know, and, and they're in their sixties. Abu Ubaidah al ansari is up to ninety years old and he was. And, and when he was buried here and 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 istanbul where it is today you know istanbul subhanallah and he, at that time out on the battlefield as well 90 years old i 90s uh oh, as, you, as you can see that means that they were in shape they took care of themselves their lifestyle was, was very different right Sheikh? i think
0: that's the main we, we are very sedentary lifestyle i mean we sit the average man will sit you know from nine to five i don't think that was even possible um you know 1400 years
1: yeah, ago yeah. yeah that's true i mean if you if you look at and that's why you it's important that we try to create a lifestyle where we are you know we're we are we are constantly moving or move, move as much as possible we we can't sit for long periods of time you have to get up you have to stretch out because you you're, you're hurting your back you're hurting um you know your health by by, by sitting for too long at the same time uh the, the type of food we eat is not real food mm. so that, that that has a um that has a what do you call it? it? Has a huge impact as well. I remember Spalas speaking of you know of that um, one of your father's colleagues uh, in Dubai. He he told me a story when he went to visit um, uh, the, the the owner of the bank where they where they both used to work, and he said that he was like I guess about eighty something at that time, mm-hmm. but he said that he was so energetic and so full of health. You know, I believe I believe he said he was eighty two or something, and he had like forty plus children alone. About it, you know. And, <laughs> and he said that, you know, when we walked to the masjid for Mogad because it was during Ramadan, he was fasting as well. that at, at that age, he says, he walked to the masjid, he said, we couldn't keep up with him. That's how energetic it was. Barik, you know, mm-hmm. so he said, what does it go back to that energy? And he, he mentioned three things. Um, he said, I think that. Um, he, the first thing he said that when you know, eating a lot of dates, uh, the second thing was a lot of camel milk. And the third thing was uh, obviously when you have you know four wives like him all the time, you have to be in shape, you know. <laughs> so he said, he said, "I think that those those three things really helped me out." And the, so the guy at that age, he was in shape. So it's it's something, you know. If you look, even in the days that we live in, if you really take care of yourself, that you can age properly. But unfortunately, when we destroy our bodies, you know, from the, and especially the generation that we came up in now, and the generation you know b- before. Uh, or or or, or, or not, even the generation now is even worse I think than us you know and you know you talk about that my time in Dubai uh, my time in Dubai I was into sports I got into diet at the end before I left Dubai so I mean uh, my wife she can may Allah bless her she kind of she's the one who, who figured this out you know uh, mm-hmm. she studied and she started to exercise she's like look we're, we're killing ourselves and she actually you know went in in detail and studied you know about food and 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 um, and and looked at, at the harms that it's giving to our bodies. You know, the, we're the, we're supposed to get nutrients from the food, but the nutrition that we have, it's it's horrible. It's 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 killing us, not 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 benefiting us. So and that's when we learned the dangers of really what we were doing. So that's what that's when I changed when it came to the food side. Working out, I didn't really start until until a bit later. I think when we went to Ireland, that's when I, I kind of got consistent in, into working out. Um. So I mean, that, that's um. The, the that, that's when I started there. Alhamdulillah, I've been consistent. I think since two thousand. 16 maybe i know a few in, uh, injuries have uh you know held me back a bit alhamdulillah lately but um that also i i realized that the even the injuries they're not i think a lot of it the, the the mental impact it has is more than the physical um i think you when you get hurt you kind of just um delay doing things you could do a lot of other things like for example when i hurt my leg i could have been doing a lot of upper body stuff you know when i hurt my finger uh, some time back in, in jujitsu, I could have been doing lower body stuff, right? But it just, you kind of get lazy cause you're so used to, you know, going to the gym and lifting and you can't, especially as you know, us, we all like to do upper body stuff more than lower body anyways. So we, we kind of you know, left, left the things I could have been doing, and, uh, in, and in, instead of, so, I mean, obviously if you take care of yourself, you, you, you have to learn. And as the Arab expression goes, "El maru that the that each individual is his own physician. So we had, you know, understand that we have to study and and know, what is nutrition, what is, uh, you know, what is good for us, and that, that when it comes to the body side. So that taking out that time, um, that's going to help us to be able to create the balance, is you know, benefiting ourselves, taking care of ourselves. That's really going to have a huge impact on the other aspects of our, our life as well, inshallah. So in the hadith, I mean, you see, you have yourself, you have your family, and a lot of times, and you have your, your Lord. The issue of the family, and I'll say that I can... I'm, you know, guilty of this in, in some aspects as well tr- always trying to improve and this is one of the things as muslims that we really need to focus on is to constantly want to better ourselves and it, it doesn't stop you know at, at any age imam ahmed wa ta'ala, he was um he was walking down the street and he had with him his his qalam and you know the, you know, the ink pen like they used to have the, and the, yeah. the mihbara where we put put yeah. it inside of it. so they saw him, imam ahmed this great imam and he's walking down the street with like a student with his with his mihbara. So he said he said علي, uh, rahimullah, in, the, in the famous statement, he said mihbara ila He said I will be with the mihbara with the inkstand until I go to the maqbara, until I go to the grave. And he constantly educating yourself, constantly reminding. And I remember and in the, from the stories of, of, of the Salaf, who they would hear a hadith as they were on their deathbed, and they would tell their students write it down. You know, this is knowledge. We don't want to miss it. What are you going to benefit from this knowledge now if you're about to die? But he says, knowledge, perhaps that will benefit me القيامة, when, I, when I meet Allah. Some of the scholars during our time, and several of them, I heard their stories. As they were on their deathbed, they would have their their, their, um, their sons with them or you know those who were close to them. And they would be reading to them as they were on their deathbed. just to Even at that time, to mm-hmm. learn more about their deen and to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to learn more. And so it's 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 a non-stop thing, always trying to you know to learn, always trying to better yourself. So and, and the key thing is that we learn from our mistakes. And that's what I want, you know, you as, as one of the youth who is coming up now, mashallah and others who were there as well. I did a video some time back, I don't know if you saw about a year ago, uh, or maybe more actually now, subhanallah, the time flies with this COVID thing. Uh <laughs> but as well, it's kind of you know, it's it's messed up all of the you know, how we see the time, you know, It's all
0: blurred. Yeah. Every day blurs into the next. Yeah,
1: yeah. I did a video. It's on my YouTube channel with Sheikh Hussein. Mm. about, you know, mistakes I made in Dawah. Because every time I go to Malaysia, I always visit Sheikh Hussein, And I and, know and, and I love Sheikh Hussein. Uh You know, he's one of our elders. You know, and this just smiles enough here. You know, just to it when, when you're there with him. <laughs> really, really, really beautiful, mashallah. And he's full of, um, you know, experience and life. And he, he accepted Islam six years before I was born. He oh, wow. was studying Medina with 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 Doctor Blaine Phillips, when I was uh, when I was when I was born, you know. So uh, they're the ones who have the experience. So it's important that we benefit from our elders and, th- and their experience. Mm-hmm. So when, when someone comes now they say the things I wish I had done before, now I, I wish I had you know lived a more healthy lifestyle before than you know I, I realized when I when I came forty, you know, and I, then I started. Then I wish I I wish I had started early. I wish I had done this. So you're not now. Not a lot of times when you when you learn the hard way as we we did a lot of things in life what happens is that then you come in, and you're playing makeup and in many aspects i can give you several examples And mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to seeking knowledge mm-hmm. when it comes to working out when it comes to martial arts and now like, like when i started to learn jujitsu, uh i started with japanese jiu-jitsu and then went on to brazilian jiu-jitsu Alhamdulillah, i'm still learning but you know the, the difficulty as someone in his, in his 40s, you know, getting, especially in Japanese just jitsu there's a lot of throws and things like this. Whereas even, obviously, uh, the Brazilian is more on the ground. But even, either or, I mean, just that, that you going through that. So that, that would have been much better, you know, when I was in my 20s, you know, these throws that I'm being thrown on the ground, I'm coming home and I, I have, like, all these bruises here and this. And I just, but it, it was enjoyable and it's it's beneficial to learn. But, you know, if I said, man, if I learned this when I was in my 20s, you know, much better than, than now than my my, my body having to go through that you know. It reminds
0: me of the Hadith: Khamsan Khams." Take advantage of five things before right. five. You know, Shababika. You know, your young, your younger years before you you grow old.
1: Exactly. And, and perhaps know. especially for learning, learning memorization, exactly. study, learning. about and, and, and the thing, the thing is, is that you know they they say it's easier when you're younger to memorize because of the mind. That is correct, but there's something else which you won't learn until you come what you alhamdulillah may Allah bless you you got married young so even though you're still young um mm. you're going to uh, you're going it's to realize related. what I'm saying you're going yeah. to realize where someone who is your age who is not married is not going to realize what I'm saying until until you actually go through the same experience and that yeah. is you know that a lot of times it's not the, the 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 memorization that that's become more difficult it's just so much responsibility that you have yeah as yeah. you as you, you know as, as you're trying to memorize the Qur'an or you're doing your Hibd in the morning, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, this, oh, Yusuf needs this. Your kids have to do this, they have to do that. You can't focus. That's it. The, so the focus, because of the responsibility, it becomes mm-hmm. much more difficult. That's why you you benefit from the time. That's what the Prophet time. he described the free time as being one of the, the free time and health as being the, the greatest benefits that we have that we don't realize we have them until they're gone. He said in the hadith Bukhari, said in Sayyid al-Bukhari, Sayyid muslim mm. alayhi salatu salam, and the two, people, two of the blessings that people have, uh, the greatest blessings people have, they don't realize them until they're gone. You know, good health and free time. That's why I need to take advantage of, of, of them in order to, to to build for the future because it, you don't know what's going to happen in life. And a lot of things when, when COVID hit, you know, the things that we wish we had done, the things we wish we had planned for. And you know, because mm. if, you, if you don't have that balance, and I talked about this before, mm-hmm. when it came to the issues of the ones who have the balance where they would isolate themselves sometimes. Because as a Muslim, you need that uh, that self isolation. You need to isolate yourself sometimes. You need to um uh, Me time, as they say, the private time for yourself. Yes, to be to, to be the time of ibadah. So if you're kind of used to that, you know, you have that family time. You know, for myself, I prefer to be in the house with my family. This, this is this is how I am. I, I, I go out to the masjid. I go out for Dawah activities. I go out to, if I want to go out, for example, for a hike or something like that in, in, in nature, um, the things that I enjoy to do outside. Um, and um, then I'm back home. I'm, I'm at home most of the time. So for me, it wasn't a big change when when, when COVID hit because I prefer being in the house anyways. I prefer uh, being with my family than hanging out with, with the brothers. So it wasn't that, that big of a deal. I was after some time, you start to feel it. I mean, especially in like the the dawah activities we're used to travel around the world we used to you know being with the communities being with, with with brothers all of a sudden uh we're all by ourselves all cut off so it, it does have an impact but because any for me i had that the, the that type of balance in, in my life where you know i would prefer to be at home with the family anyways it didn't really have you know too much of an impact on me alhamdulillah you know even now we're locked down on the weekends here that i'm at home with my family so i'm cool I, I, i'm enjoying it Alhamdulillah. So that's the thing. When it comes to this, you have to see, and then you have to put: what are the priorities? I, I did a, a video on my YouTube channel about the Quran, mm-hmm. and the Quran. When it comes to, you know, talking about the priorities, so to, what is my priority now? If the Quran is something, you know, all of us want to memorize the Quran, all of us want to learn the Quran, but the only way for it to happen, I learned this from one of my brothers who who studying with me in Medina, and he's in he's in Malaysia now, is that he said. Because when I went, when I went to Malaysia in 2017. I was there for two months uh, with my family, and we 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 uh, observed all of Ramadan there, a part of it in, in Indonesia. As well, I went to Indonesia sometime on, on a Dawah tour there. And Subhanallah, um, the brother I saw that he had memorized the Quran. He had memorized before. I know that because I'm I'm close to the brother. So his hid was was really really good, alhamdulillah. You know, and you know, I asked him how he did it. And you can look at the video and look at the details of how he did it. But one of the things that really impacted me what he said he said that you have to make it something that's wajib something that's a must it can't be something that you know negotiable yeah that's it you have to do it negotiable. every day, All your day. Mm. It. so so when he did that he became very good in the quran and his hip actually became stronger than a lot of the the, the, the main father who were leading us in prayer in in ramadan because they were busy with other things but he, he 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 made this every single day he said when it comes time he said i turn my phone off it's off you know no one comes in. This is the Quran time. My wife, hey, don't bother me. Don't come in now, huh? So this, is it, it, my wife, she dropped the coffee for me a little lesser as I was with you here. So this is <laughs> this is during the the Quran time. Right? But the, <laughs> the thing is, is that, and it it's only for, it's only for the Quran this time. When it comes to, for example, working out, like lately, my workouts ha- haven't been as consistent. Why? Yeah. Because I went up against my program. I did a, also a video on my YouTube channel about my daily program. It was during the lockdown, but generally, like it's like that even outside of the lockdown. That you have to start with the Quran. You have to start with, with the workout every day. That's for me. Because those are my priority in in, in life. And that I have to make sure I take care of myself. I have to have my spiritual time. I have to have my time with the Quran. So when I did that, and I know that this my time is the morning time. I'm not going to do it. And each person knows itself. Some mm-hmm. people have more are better at nighttime. You know, mm-hmm. for, for me, that's not the case. I, mean, I, I go to sleep early almost every night. Not because really I want to, but the body says, you know, that's it. We, we can't go much longer, you know. So alhamdulillah. <laughs> i have to i don't sleep a lot during the night alhamdulillah but when it's time to sleep i do sleep alhamdulillah so that's that's the thing is that you have to make that your priority it has to see what do you want to do what are the things you want to accomplish and and, and get in and get into that routine and just as as nike says just do it and that's really what you have to do and once you start to do it and it starts to become consistent then it's going to be something that you that you can't even leave or you're going to feel guilty if you if you leave it and it becomes in a, in a you'll find pleasure in that inshallah ta'ala. It reminds me of the hadith of the
0: Prophet in Ahab al Amal إِلَى اللَّهِ وَإِنْ قَلْ that The most beloved of deeds to Allah are consistent even if they're small. And I remember, you know, when since we were talking about, uh, you know, doing things while you're young, while you have the energy, and we're talking about using time well, I remember 10 years ago, about 10 years ago, um, at break time at school, when everybody got to play and um, you'd, you'd started these sessions in the prayer room to, to start memorizing hadith. I remember the first day there was about there was about maybe 40 people in that circle or 30. Uh, and then towards the end, there was just, do you remember me and Muhammad Nasser? There were two, two, two yeah. of us left. And I remember yeah. that that breakdown that we sacrifice a little bit every day. And today, you know, sometimes I'm driving to a khutbah and I haven't got a khutbah prepared. Right, sure. I haven't prepared anything. I'm in my lunch break at work. I'm driving, going to a khutbah. There's 300 people in the audience. And the first thing that comes to our mind is those are hadith that I memorized with you, they're like Al-Fatiha in my They just, I'm one comes right. and the khutbah, that's the, that's the khutbah. That hadith is the khutbah. The and Subhan- and I still, I'm so grateful to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa that you that know, when we talk about people using the younger years, really we're talking about mentors and parents and teachers, pushing them to make use of the younger years because exactly. people you know in the youth we really don't know what we're doing do we uh, we kind of just blend in with the crowd so really that's that's probably something for parents to take down that um, if we don't push our kids or you know teachers in the weekend schools or teachers at school or mentors if we see somebody with potential and we don't help them to tap into that potential they could go down a very different route yeah. um,
1: I, I think the issue of the mentors I think this is one of the biggest things we're missing now. Because many of us as as du'at or sheikhs or, or, or whatever, I think a lot of us have fallen into, you know, just the, the, the online things like everyone else. And I mean, COVID, obviously, it's, it's an exception. But I think, generally speaking, you know, m- most people, they, you know, the mashiach, they're, they're traveling around the world. They're, uh, they're, you know, doing things online. They're filming, which maybe has more of an impact. But the issue of being in that community and being a murabbi, and you see the outcome, like you're saying now, Subhanallah. It's a great reminder for me because actually I forgot about those those hadith circles. You, yeah.
0: know? <laughs> but with you might assume
1: it's something small, but with Allah, yeah, you don't know. So it's amazing. It's that. I forgot all about those things, but now it comes back. And many times I have many stories as and you know, as I travel around the world, and I meet people where they hear something around my lectures, and it impacts them. And it's like a great reminder for me as well as they remind me about it. That I, I, I that's a great reminder for myself about the the, the, the Hadith, Inshallah, alhamdulillah. That's the importance of, of memorizing. That's one of the things I was alluding to earlier as well. Mm-hmm. And Subhanallah, even Sheikh Ibn Taymiyyin, he mentioned the same thing when he asked him, when he became older. They said, you know, he said, all I have left is what I memorized when I was young. You know, mm-hmm. the mutun that I memorized, the, the books that I memorized, and that's what you're gonna be able to, to go back to. But and that's why I said a lot of times for myself, I found one of the mistakes that I made. Is I was so busy with you know maybe dawah and this and I put things off. So I, I'm still play, you know playing catch up and 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 a lot of things. You know I'm still memorizing some some stuff I should have memorized way back in the day. I still haven't femori- finished memorizing the Quran in its entirety until now. But I'm still working. I haven't, I haven't given up. Alhamdulillah. But nonetheless, inshallah. inshallah, I won't give up inshallah until I accomplish inshallah. Ta'ala. But inshallah. The, the 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 point is is that that's something that should have been done a long time ago. It was the decision I made when I was in Medina because I got sick several times, and. I did not want to take advantage of being with the scholars and studying more of the scholars. And I remember we, when we sat down towards our, the end of our, our time there in Medina to see I mean, how many classes are we taking a, a, a week in the university. We had twenty-five classes. Now it's less, but that my time was twenty-five periods per week. And I found that I had twenty-five halakas, uh, you know, lessons with the mashaykh outside as well. So that's, that's fifty a week. So that's why the Quran. I said, okay, when I when I when I finish when I graduate, I'll I'll, I'll finish my memorization of the Quran. But I found later, subhanAllah, that, you know, that you become so busy with da'wah, something that you didn't realize. And that's the importance of benefiting from those who have been down the path before. And all of those who had been down the path before, they said, look, while you're in Medina, this is your time, memorize the entire Quran. But I thought, you know, that I maybe I understood better. I mean, I didn't look at it like that, but that's how it actually came out, right? I said, well, maybe they're right, but I'll, I'll be able to do it later. But then, you know, like the responsibility of life, you know, taking care of your family, uh, you know, now you're working uh, a, a full time job, uh, full time dawa. You know, so mm-hmm. this is this is the, this is the problem. And a lot of du'a. Then i to go back to a point I mentioned earlier, which I didn't finish, which was the issue of, um, you know, the family. A lot of us, mm-hmm. we will sacrifice our family for the dawa, and mm-hmm. not everyone means to do it. Like you know, it's not the intention of the dā'i that you know family comes second, because obviously no no. Proper diet would say something like that. But the reality is that sometimes we're so into um, our lessons, we're so into you know teaching and, and benefiting others that we forget those who are closest to us. Whereas if you look at the da'wah of the Prophet who did he start with? He started with his family giving them the da'wah. And then obviously it expanded after that. Even if you look at his focus, even how, how busy he was alayhi salatu wasalam, how did Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha Become the great scholar that she was. How did she memorize so much that he would take out from his time to give to, to be with his wives and to teach them as well, and he, to teach them to benefit them as individuals, and then later, obviously, to benefit the ummah as well. That's why we have so many of the hadith and the sunnas that he used to do in his house. salatu wasalam. There's no way we could have known those if Aisha radhiyallahu anha didn't didn't relay them to us. But he took out the time. Even something very interesting she mentioned in the hadith uh, radhiyallahu anha. We know from the sunnah of the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, and he, الصحراء, he would hate to stay awake late at night. He would like to go a bit, a bit early, alayhi Obviously, because he's praying half of the night or a little bit more, a little bit less. As you know from Surah al is the time he would pray during the night. But the point is, is that she said that he, she would stay awake with him along for many hours speaking to him. He would stay awake through the night speaking to him, and he would listen to her. So he would give her the time that she needed and also as we know from the sunnah and she said Kana khidmati he was in the in the service of his of his family helping out his wife in the house so being part and being there for them and 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 creating once again and you see the example of creating a balance and and and, and being there you know for your for, for your family and a lot of us will and, I, and I, once again i'm going back to you know my experience you know you, you, you're getting started now we talked about some you know possible dawah projects for your future Yes, that's very good, and I hope you're gonna probably go through with these things. But what about your family? You don't want to sacrifice. It's not just mm-hmm. for you; it's for everyone as well who's listening as well. That we want to make sure that we are able to create that balance. That's why sometimes, Hamza, you know, my, my family's family is very patient. Sometimes they have to say, and this is important also that the you have that open relationship with your family. So sometimes, you know, my wife will say, "Look, uh, I've, I haven't been out in some time." You know, she'll remind me. Yeah. Just last, just last week, actually, you know, mm-hmm. my wife's like, you know, you remember the last time that you you took me out somewhere, and, you know, because she, she likes to walk in nature just like I do, right? We go mm-hmm. have some time in nature. So you remember the last time I went out, and <coughs> she's like, I said, okay, okay, I, I got it. You know? Communication
0: <laughs> is really important, especially when um, exactly, when you have yeah. many competing priorities, competing things looking for your attention. To have that communication, because uh, sometimes we you know we don't realize you know when we are going down the t- the 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 tunnel too far. And the exactly. Prophet said, خيركم, خيركم exactly. best of you, best of you
1: to your families. Yeah, so, so my wife got two days in a row, I'm there when she <laughs> of God, I'm there. So, that's, I'm there. so it's important. And that, it's it's actually beneficial for you, it's beneficial for the kids, and mm-hmm. even subhanAllah, you know, that if you look at the children, what these are the things that they remember from the you know from their mother and father. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, a lot of the, the 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 lessons we try to give them and try to teach them. These are not the, sometimes the things that they remember, but it's those times. And I don't know if you saw the video that I did recently about my father, um, mm. you know, 14 life lessons that I gained from my father. he really liked it, mashallah. And they, yeah. there's something, I think he didn't realize the impact he had on my life, you know. Uh, but alhamdulillah, you know, I mentioned that one of the things that really had an impact on me, even till today, the fact he was running a, a multi-million dollar uh, business. He was very successful, mashallah. And he was mm. super busy. I see how busy. But when I wanted to dedicate myself to basketball, I had to go and train with my coach early in the morning at five thirty a.m. every day, he would wake up at at, at 5.15 5, fifteen every day, and, and he would put on his clothes and drive me into the twenty minutes to the to where our school was. We lived on the countryside, so twenty minutes in, twenty minutes out. He would lose his sleep, sacrifice his sleep and his time in order to give that to me. It has a, had a, even today has a huge impact on me that he would do that for me. You know, being as busy as he was, and, mm-hmm. I, and that's that's what sometimes you ha- you have to sacrifice for the family. And, and, and those are the things life that your kids are going to remember, going to to remember. So you know, having that balance where you give them their time. Some people might like to have it as a set time. I remember, like one of the things I used to do in Ireland, and it quite frequently, is that I would, you know, because in Ireland you don't get much sun, as you know, in the UK, it's very similar. You know, you get the, the, the two days of summer per year, you know. It's just, <laughs> uh, so when we would get some sun. I'd be like, let's go. Because we're homeschooling. That's one of the benefits of being a homeschooler as so, well. Is we're not you know part of the system. So I was like, you know, what do we do? I said, let, let's go. I said, let's let us let we're yeah. right out, you know, just you know, mm-hmm. grab this, grab the, you know, put some tea in a thermos or something like this, go to the beach, go out, you know, to, 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 to the to the to the forest, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's take a walk, whatever, you know, different things that we like to do, take the kids to the playground, benefit from the time, you know, even a lot of times. We would just, you know, pack up the car and just just go on a road trip, you know, and, mm. and, and drive through Ireland. That's very beautiful, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we we take advantage of, of those of those times, and um, and obviously when it comes to prioritizing as well, and this is one of the things I'm benefiting from in Dawa as well is being well planned, and, and and this is something that many of the du'at, and this is what I told you. I'm I'm myself. I'm constantly learning. I, I constantly want to be better. Mm. When it comes to my schedule now, I'm putting my schedule for the entire year. And every time something comes in, because a lot of times I forget. You know, mm-hmm. Last weekend we had um, I have everything for February except for this one lecture I had last week. And I don't know how I forgot it, but the brother contacted me like a day before. Alhamdulillah, reminded me. So I was able to you know put that into my schedule. But I there's something new I did this year. The schedule is actually now very precise. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes to each certain thing, what's going to happen on that day. Uh, and, and I did it in a, in a, in a colorful way. Oh my, I think design is, it's pretty cool. Where I have it, you know, where I can see it visually in front of me. I know, I know exactly what's happening you know uh throughout 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 the year in Shannotana. so always trying to organize yourself now when it comes to having you know content ready whether it be video content lectures having that done in advance not doing things last minute and mm-hmm. then when you do things like that that's going to help you to be able to spend more time with your family it's going to help you enjoy your time more at the gym because you have you you have that that free time and in order to then Jimmy, there's a and that's I think
0: many practical to take away from that, mm-hmm. all the, from starting from organizing to having a set time in the morning to do your kind of take care of yourself spiritually, physically, uh, and so many benefits for parents, for family, people, for professionals. Jazakumullah nephew. In these last 10 minutes, I'm going to um, open it up for Q&A. Uh, and I'm going to look at some of the comments that people have put in here. And I'm going to pose the questions to you, Shaykh, if you don't mind. The be, first yeah. one, uh, interestingly, uh, from Let's Talk Rana. it says, Shaykh, since you've lived in several countries, which country would you recommend to migrate to for the deen or, or rather even we you know which country would you recommend or, or i mean
1: you're currently in it but you can start with that the best country in the world for a muslim to live in is where you are living now the united kingdom this is what i found awesome. honestly Seriously, yeah i found the uk is, is the is the best place for, for a muslim to live honestly the freedom you have the community you have the, the size of communities in certain cities um Go 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 to Juma uh, uh, in Birmingham on the main road and just look at what you see from the amount of hijabis and the iqabis, um uh, the brothers with their with their thobes and their beards. Go to Leicester Sharif uh, and and, <laughs> and and see you know, the amount of Muslims. inside. honestly, you know, Bradford is you know, as an example, and even many communities in London as well. Uh, and look, look at East London Mosque where I gave the khutbah before. And uh, how many people come there? Twelve thousand, fifteen thousand, and and numbers where do you find that even in the muslim world subhanallah so the, the the freedom that we have you know in the western countries that people always talk about migrating and things like this i always tell them the grass is not always greener on the, on the other side there are mm-hmm. certain aspects where you might find it better for example uh you know being in niqabi for my wife in ireland she felt marginalized she didn't really enjoy it where she finds it you know for herself in turkey to be better even though Turkey itself is, is is a secular country, you know, when it, when it comes to that, there are a lot of you know good religious people and things like that. But the original, obviously, it's a secular system. But alhamdulillah, people and it kind of it's very similar to Europe, where you you know, whatever you do, people don't really care. You kind of do your own thing. So I mean, it is nice from the aspect. Um, Irish people were very nice as well, generally speaking. So I mean, we enjoyed our time in Ireland, uh, no doubt about that. But it's it it's not always better for you. And also, one of the things I always I explain to the Muslims in the West as well mm-hmm. is that. You know, even though we might be a Muslim, might be practicing, but there's certain things that you're used to, a certain system of life. When that system changes and you don't have that system anymore, it's difficult to deal with, you know? Mm. It's not as easy as you you think. So, I mean, I don't don't really think there's a... a, Turkey is nice. I mean, uh, the system in Turkey is nice for people to be able to live here, to get a resident if you set yourself up. So Turkey is nice, but then you have the language barrier. That's a Mm. big thing. And how many people are actually going to learn the language? But I mean, it, it's it's cheap, uh, it's beautiful. Um, generally speaking, the pe- the people are, are are nice. I mean, we go to larger cities, uh, you know, Istanbul or anywhere in the New York City, London. The people are not the nicest people in, the, in in big cities, anyways. You you'll find every now and then people like that. But generally speaking, they're they're very nice to people. i Um So t- Turkey is it's a it's a good option. And and people, people want to move, they want to they want to buy, they want to purchase. And even there's a there's a, a program we're, we're looking with some brothers now about. Know, migrating to Turkey, you know, trying to set up a community here. And that's one of the things that we actually are working on now. So that is, that, that is a possibility. If people are interested, inshallah, I'll be posting that on my, on my social media soon. That's an option. But always we're clear to people that it's not always as you might think it might be like, wow, you're going to find your dean is better. I mean, mm-hmm. m- many people, I know they migrated to, uh, you know, the, to some Gulf countries thinking it's going to be better. And they found mm-hmm. that their iman was actually stronger in, in, in Ireland or in the UK. And they actually ended up moving back. Many examples mm-hmm. like, about that. Yeah, I can even think of
0: some myself from uh, from our school. Yeah. Someone else is asking, um, how can you find the balance when it comes to giving your children strong Islamic tarbiyah, strong upbringing, while still helping them thrive academically? Uh, what do you suggest can help parents achieve this balance without compromising on the religious or the secular? Um, I, what are your thoughts on homeschooling, Islamic schooling, Western influence, etc.? Yeah,
1: uh, I think you know the 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 key thing. For a strong islamic upbringing is for them to see islam in us in our actions and many times unfortunately we'll find that we're not very strong in our islam and we expect them to be strong in their islam mm-hmm. they see that the the weakness that we have and we expect them to be strong honestly it just it doesn't it doesn't work like that when they see the kids they mimic the kids mm-hmm. they copy especially at a younger age mm-hmm. so when they see uh the, the islam within us no no doubt that. Um, it's gonna have it's gonna have a big impact on them, and then obviously you are taking advantage of, of times to teach them the beauty of Islam, and also the importance of teaching them why. Mm. Times have changed; it's no longer you know haram halal. Do this, don't do that. Kids are different now; they want to understand why. And so you mm. you need to explain to them why it's haram, why mm. it's not, why why we pray five times a day. What is the hikmah behind that? Allah said to do it. That's it. That's enough. Don't ask any questions. You do as you're told to do. Huh? Uh, are you are you are you going to be a kafir? You're not going <laughs> it's it, it's true if you're not going to pray. But this, and it, it, it's not the way. Mm-hmm. You pray five times a day because you need it. When it comes to memorizing the Quran, it's not because okay, I'm going to have a crown on my head. And that's that, I, ho- I hope to get that if my son memorizes the Quran. But yeah. the key objective is for you. You're going to benefit from, from from your memorization. You're memorizing the kalam of Allah. How beautiful is that? You know, is the clam of your Creator. And mm-hmm. you're gonna get hasanat. You're gonna benefit. It's gonna make your mind stronger. It's gonna even make you better academically in your school studies, as as, as studies have proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be able to. The Quran is your guidance. It's your safety in life. And once mm-hmm. you have it here, you're gonna be able to. You know, it's gonna be right away. Anything happens in your life, you're gonna you're gonna find the ayah that you need uh, to know which direction you should take in life. So you're the one who's benefiting from the Quran, and then Allah is going to love you when you memorize His kalam. And you and you implement it in your life. And law is going to help you. He's going to assist you. He's going to be there for you. So you're the one who's benefiting. This is, you see that this we're getting the same objective, which is the memorization of the Quran, but in a, in a different way. That's going to truly be something that's beneficial and something they're going to hold on to. When it comes to uh, homeschooling and the environment, Western influence. Obviously, I'm I'm a big big um, pro homeschooler, especially for those in the anywhere in the world. I think I think and as someone who is in edu- I'm specialized in education. And, I and think Shane were- as well,
0: just to, I want to point out as well that you have some kids that went through normal schooling, mm-hmm. and you have some kids that were homeschooled. So is that right? That's correct. Yes. And you're an educator. You've taught in schools. You've taught out of school. So you're in a really good position to advise on
1: this one. And I'm, I'm also an acad- a- academic advisor, so I, I shouldn't say the things I do because it's not good for <laughs> my, my job and my business. But obviously, you know, the, the reason I'm still involved in schooling is because it's a reality, you know, mm-hmm. and not everyone is going to see things like I see, and not everything is is going to, uh, not everyone is go- is going to. Uh, you know, follow that that path. I understand that most kids they realize that most parents believe we have to put our kids in school and our kids have to be in school. And you know, they they've been eh, like most things in life. People are just have been brainwashed. They're they're part of the flock of sheep who just go. So you're not going to be able to change the mindset of most people. This is the reality. Um, but I, I believe one of the worst things you can do for your children's even not not just for their tarbiyah, not just for their iman, not even for their education. One of the worst things you can do is send your kid to school. If you want to ruin your kid, send them to school. That's basically, you know. Every now and then you'll find some of them who are saved and, and they're okay at the end, alhamdulillah. But the, that's one of the worst things you can do. It's something, and the school system, you can see it, it was designed for factory workers. You wake up this time, you go in this. It's, it's similar to a prison. You've seen many, many of the, the things they've, they've done online about this, similarities. between the different. It's not something, a situation that a kid should be in. And most of the stuff you're learning in school anyways, it's not. Really, what you're going to need in life. I mean, no doubt. I mean, even when we study with homeschooling, we follow a certain system, a certain curriculum, because they have to have that in life. Obviously, they have to have that. Where if they want to, you know, go to university, they want to, you know, have a certain career in the future. They're going to need those certificates. So obviously, we don't, you know, unschool as some might say, which I think that's actually what needs to be done. But any, we 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 follow the curriculum and we obviously give them what we we benefit. My kids now they're doing online homeschooling. And they' they always contact us and they say your kids always disappear at one o'clock yeah. I say, I'm not going to keep my kids in school until, until three they're there from nine to three no they go to kickboxing they go to they go to to, to to train martial arts they go to horse riding they do the things they're supposed to be doing as kids you know mm-hmm. they 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 have, a, they have a private Arabic tutor who comes to teach them in the house I'm not going to sit them in front of the screen six hours learning this and it, they're gonna go through it with, with, with their mom at the end and shall I do okay in their exam you know so they always miss you know and one of the funny things is is that Abdurrahman, their older brother, he's one of their teachers and they always miss his class, you know. <laughs> 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 this <laughs> is Rahman who
0: just came back from Malaysia.
1: He said, look, he said, he said, no special treatment because they're my brother. He said, I'm giving them a zero when it comes to their attendance. I said, I'm oh, whatever it is, So as long as they're benefiting their education, I don't really care about the, what they get on their grades. As long as they do their best in their learning, Alhamdulillah. But I said, they're doing other things at that time. So this is the thing. And a- later, inshallah, in their SATs or whatever in the future, they'll, they'll inshallah be able to, to get high grades if they need it, inshallah ta'ala. So, alhamdulillah, this is this is the way I, the way I look at it, you know. But also I have to be I have to be fair. Homeschooling is not for everyone. Not not everyone has the the patience and the ability to do that. And I think, you know, COVID has proven to a lot of people how bad they are at parenting, you know. It's it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's easy to, you know, to to think you're a good parent when you're you're throwing your kid to the school for for, you know, 8 to 10 hours a day and, you know, you rarely see them. And then when they come home, you 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 throw them in front of a device but now as they are sitting in front of you 24/7 you're like wow this is this is tough and you know, being being a, mom, being a dad it's 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 actually it's actually uh, very challenging so i think a lot of people have realized that honestly um but this this is this is this is one of the the, the main challenges so I mean, if 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 you can't you can't then you you look at the best environment um obviously a lot of things that are being taught to the kids in school which go against what we believe as muslims you that's, you also have to be aware of that you have to be um you have, to, you have to teach them. and Especially, you have to be frank with your kids. You know What's halal, what's haram, what we believe as Muslims. Obviously, using hikmah, you don't want to cause any problems for uh, for them or for yourself and, and, and the system. But they, you, it has to be clear. You have to take out that time to look at the nonsense that they're being fed and they're being taught. Um, obviously, in the UK, there's several examples. I think you know what I'm alluding to, one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even when it comes to the issue in the, in the sciences and in this, and, and, and even coming to the issue of, 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 of atheism and things like that, which is being you know, widespread uh evolution all of this where they need to be taught obviously what is the proper understanding when it comes to that
0: there's a, another question here uh what would you suggest to deal with pressures or disappointments in your working life when you try to make other priorities
1: well you know, obviously I mean, when it comes to um
0: yeah, but the, in the uk context you know it's either you know salah hijab these are kind of the apparent things that I could think of immediately, or even, for example, in some people in very competitive careers, um, you know, if you don't take your client to the pub, or if you don't join the the crew in the pub, then, you know, you're going to be disadvantaged, you're not going to get promoted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, how can you deal with those things that stem from perhaps your dean or from other priorities, family priorities, etc.?
1: And to, to be honest with you, it, it's, it's not as, I think, as difficult as, as sometimes we make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Many stories, many examples of those who were devoted to their religion, and put their religion first in their careers. Refused to do haram things, as you mentioned. Sister refused to take off her hijab. Brother refused to leave his prayer time. Uh, refused to go to the pub, and yet they they excelled and they became, you know, from from the, the, those who have the, the, you know high positions in their companies and in their careers. So th- there's many examples that we can give. So you, you need, but this is one of the, the, the tricks of Shaytan is he makes us believe if we don't compromise. We're not going to be able to what we're not going to be able to reach our true potential, our true goals, and this is from tilbis iblis. Whereas the 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 reality is that so many people have reached that level, and yet what uh, they, they 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 are not from those uh, who, who compromised. And then Subhanallah that we 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 cannot forget the barakah the blessings from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that when we you know create a balance, you said in family life and working life, not compromising when it comes to our deen, the law puts blessing and barakah in that. So even if uh, apparently I don't have enough uh, as much money in the bank account as I would if by working, you know, uh, thirty-five hours a week as I would if I were to work, you know, hundred hours a week. But I have the barakah of being with my children. I have the barakah of of, of of spending the time in the masjid in my salat, in the Quran. And then you'll find even the tranquility and the peace you have, and even the barakah that Allah puts into your money. And many of the times, you'll see that it's something that we have or we wouldn't have if we were to have sacrificed or compromised. Allah knows best. Mm -hmm. Even subhanAllah, when it comes, I was speaking recently about the many of the du'at who believe by compromising that I'm going to reach a bigger audience. I'm going to have a bigger impact because uh, I was able to reach a bigger audience because I compromised on certain things of the deen. Which once again, is this correct or not? Look at the the great imams throughout the history. The ones who refused to compromise, they're the ones whose knowledge stayed and remained. And they're the ones who had the the, the big outreach in in the end. Even in in the times that we live in, many of the scholars... If you look, for example, like Sheikh Al-Arifi, may Allah make things easy for him. But look at the, at the level he reached, at the outreach, you know. He wasn't someone who compromised. He wasn't someone who, who, who left things from the deen, who wanted to please everyone. He came with what he saw to be correct from the Quran and the Sunnah. 20 million followers, bro, on social media. What kind of Shaykh has that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he, so many of the, of, of the ones who have the biggest outreach, they're the ones who refuse to compromise. But yet many of our brothers, may Allah you know, guide us and guide them, they believe that we have to compromise in order to reach our potential done. may allah forgive
0: us and help us i mean um i will take a couple more questions huh, if you're up for them someone's asking um one moment abdul badi asks uh one thing that causes stress is the importance on rights of family and neglecting your own rights as as an expense uh, once you start taking care of yourself you receive negative comments how to deal with that
1: yeah and i know about that i mean even even sometimes you have it from some of your closest family members mm. oh I, you know you could help out around the house, but you're going to go to the gym, right? <laughs> you, could yes. do this, you, you could go out with your kids, but you're going to the gym. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I also have to take care of myself at the same time. But mm-hmm. when he, it, 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 one, one aspect might be, like I said, you knock it out like fudge your time, mm-hmm. you know, where no one's really there anyways. They can't really say anything about it at that time. Cause you, you've taken out your time. Might be waking up an hour earlier. Might be waking up two hours earlier. You might wake up at, at sometimes like I, I was doing at, at many times in my life at, at 4 30 AM, 5 AM, 4 mm-hmm. AM, you wake up at that time. You've knocked out everything. The family wakes up. You've got your workout in. You finish your Quran session. So alhamdulillah. Then you're doing your work and you're, you're helping with your family, whatever you need to do. Hmm. So that might be what you have to do. You're, but you're gonna have to realize you're gonna you're gonna receive negative comments. But you, once you have clear objectives, this is what I'm going to do. Look, I'm gonna take care of myself. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna work out six seven days a week. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take out some time maybe to go for a walk, to go for a hike. Take care of my, my 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 not just my physical, but also mentally. Being being out in nature and it has a huge impact on myself, and that's right. going to help me be better as a father. It's going to help me be better as a husband. Mm-hmm. It's going to help me be better as a son or as a daughter when I when I when I take care of myself. My spiritual time, yes, I'm taking time with the Quran. I'm taking time with dhikr because I need that. Allah created me with with this this, this ruh inside that I need. I need to nourish, to feed it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I need to feed it just like I need to feed my body, take care of my body. So all of these things. And we need to, to, to have that and realize there's going to be negative comments. There's going to but you have to be able to reply to them, say, look, I understand that, but I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to take out this time for myself and for my body, exactly. and for my mind,
0: and for my soul, what have you. Well, I'll do, we'll take one last question, Sheikh. Um, what what books do you recommend on time management and managing good habits, etc.? cetera?
1: Um, there's many good books out there. I, I, I listen to a lot of audio books. Um, even, even one of the books, which I, I, I had it on on side for a a long time. It's actually, I'm using it as my platform, my mic now, which is is a four hour, four hour work week. I, I, I've, I've heard it, I I read through it before, but actually reading through it again and even listening to the audio as well is to be able to not, you know, to, to see it in a that where you're wasting a lot of your time on on a lot of the things and be able to put, you know, less time in, but get more, more benefit out. So I, I think that's, you know, one of the key things. Obviously, you have like uh, Stephen Covet's Seven Habits and things like that. That's also very good. Um, the Five Second Rule I heard recently as well, about maybe about two years ago, uh, by Mel Robbins. That's also one, one of the good books. I mean, I could go through my Audible thing and see now which ones I've heard, and I don't remember all the names on the top of my head. But I mean, those are some those are some good books that uh, I've benefited from. I mean, you have other things, you know, like Extreme um, Ownership. Uh, I, I benefited a lot from that book as well um the tribe of mentors timothy faris those are some other good books as well um that i've benefited a lot from as well even like a lot of tony robbins books i benefited, and that's the the key thing as as a believer that we um we need to you know if someone has something good to offer that we benefit from it there's a famous hadith the authentic the the not is not authentic but the meaning as the scholar said is is authentic which is is, is correct which is um that the 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 hikmah the wisdom is the lost belonger of the uh, belonging of the believer wherever he finds it he takes it so a lot of times you'll see that a lot of times uh, i'll post something i think we're just twitter easy life I, I was reading a quote i went back to one of my old lectures and i found a quote that i written down by um by, one by malcolm x one by nelson Mandela, one was by aristotle I just posted on my Twitter now. I like the, the quote, you know? So it's mm-hmm. not, it's not something they say, oh, oh Kafir said it's stuck for a lot, you know, like I'm gonna benefit, <laughs> Alhamdulillah, if there's something good, good, good to offer. And even, even even one of the books that, uh, I'm looking at my my, my my Audible here now, is just one of the books that I listened to recently. Cause like when I walk or I'm even doing things around the house, a lot of like, even sometimes when I work out, I listen to an audio book. And then one of the things that I actually uh, was Trump's, the art of the deal. And I, I actually- Oh my even, goodness. <laughs> I was doing, I was doing, I'm doing some things obviously in, in real estate, and things like that as well one of the things i'm working on so i listened to alhamdulillah. and i mean there, there was some benefit there alhamdulillah. Uh, there are the book the, the 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 lecture that he gave about um, make your bed you know the famous one on on, on youtube the uh, the general from the navy seals uh, also you know, he has a small book about that i, I read that and he crushing it very gary v also any good book alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which uh, I, I, I've listened to uh, a, a lot and benefited from rich dad, poor dad. I, I, I listen to a classic. lot of different things to, yeah. to, to, be, uh, to be able to benefit from, obviously there could be some aspects. And then when you look, for example, in you know, like rich dad, poor dad, a lot of things could be done when it comes to like Reba interest and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, we don't have to take from all that. We can benefit from, from, from some of the aspects, you know, Our understanding of money. And uh, I've benefited a lot from that. And, I, and A lot of things that we don't know. So I think we need to have a, a broader, um, uh, a broader, you know, outlook on on, on how to benefit. Uh, start with why. Also, is a very good book. benefit a lot that from That's very true. That was a very good book. Yeah. So, alhamdulillah these are some of the books that uh, I benefited. That's that's really that's
0: a whole list yeah. there for uh, brother Ahmed Bulari to go and read away for the next couple of years. Inshallah. Okay. Like
1: I said, uh, most of the books, even though I bought, I have all the hard copies as well. I, I I listen to the honestly. I don't. I, a lot of times we have a lot of time to listen more than this, and then we put our AirPods in and we just we, we go. Alhamdulillah. So i actually I I just finished recently. You can see here, here's my list. I'm I want to go if, if I go down on my Audible, you can see. Mashallah, I have a lot of books. You know, so I, I finished now sixteen books or audiobooks. Alhamdulillah. That's brilliant. So, alhamdulillah. I think that's another
0: good time, a good lesson in uh, in balancing priorities, is that sometimes yeah, when yeah. when you can multitask, if you actually can multitask, then you know, listen to something beneficial yeah. as well. Alhamdulillah. JazakAllah khair, Sheikh Abdul Rahim, yeah. and thank you to all our listeners and those who asked questions. Uh, inshallah, don't, don't forget to uh, follow Roots Academy, to uh, like and share uh, this video, this recording, as well as the other podcasts we've done. Follow us on iTunes, on Podbean, uh, and other podcast platforms such as iTunes, um, and keep your eye out for upcoming courses, podcasts, uh, and discussions. Once more, JazakAllah khair, Sheikh Abdul Rahim. And uh, yeah. all the best to our listeners. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa